I'd invite you to pray with me as we prepare to turn to Scripture. Holy God, um, as we turn to your word this day, we are reminded that you call us to always be students, that we are meant to be lifelong learners when it comes to you and our walk of faith. So help us come uh, to this time of worship uh, with the same curiosity we send our children to school, hoping that they will hold on to as well. Um, Help us lean in and listen uh, for the word you have for us um, as we seek to be faithful followers of you and your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. So today, uh, we return to the book of Habakkuk that we are reading in its entirety over the course of our five-week sermon series. Um, It's really rare that we get to do that, read an entire book of scripture together in worship. So it's an opportunity for you to read along at home as well if you're wanting to study or deepen your study of this short but intense book of the Bible. Today, as I did last week, I'm reading from the message translation of scripture that helps put the Hebrew of Habakkuk's time into the language of today. And it's a translation I'd recommend to you if you want uh, to read some more at home. If you've been with us thus far, you will remember that Habakkuk first approached God with a lament over the state of his people who are mired in strife, violence, and injustice because they have fallen away from God and God's instruction. God responded in our text last week, saying he was going to raise up the Babylonians to punish the people of Israel. News that shocked Habakkuk, because Babylon is even more unfaithful and unjust than God's own people. We ended last week where we begin this week with Habakkuk on his watchpost, waiting, looking, listening to God's answer to his complaint. Let us listen for God's word for us this day as it comes to us in Habakkuk 2, verses 1 to 4. What's God going to say to my questions? I'm braced for the worst. I'll climb to the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I'll wait to see what God says, how he'll answer my complaint. And then God answered, Write this. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming it can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. Look at that man bloated by self-importance, full of himself but soul empty. But the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing, is fully alive, really alive. 
Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. It is fitting that this Sunday we find ourselves right in the middle, at the literal heart of the book of Habakkuk. It is fitting that this Sunday is also the day when we've just gathered to bless the backpacks of all our community's children as they head into a new year of school. This year, our house has a high school junior and a fifth grader in our midst, which means a year from now, I just might be a big heap of a mess on this day as I prepare to send Maya off for her senior year and Bryn into middle school for the first time. Some of our families are doing those same things this year, watching their senior drive off into their last year of high school or their sixth grader brave the halls of middle school. Others are sending kindergartners off for the very first time. The page is turning on another year in the life of our children, and with it comes all the hopes and worries, dreams and anxieties, as we wait and watch to see all that this year will hold for them. So it is fitting that we join Habakkuk on his watchtower today because it's a posture that feels familiar. This waiting and watching and leaning in and listening hard as we look out upon the horizon of another year in our children's lives. It's also fitting because it helps us remember that God is characterized as our father in scripture in so many places and even compared to a mother hen who gathers her chicks under her wing. As we take in the book of Habakkuk and what it has to reveal about God and us and our world, it is helpful to remember that one way that Scripture invites us to understand God's relationship with us is as a loving and concerned parent. Us human parents do not get to choose whether or not our children have free will, no matter how much we might wish we could. We do not have the ability to control our children's every move. Deep down, I think we know that that is actually for the best, even if in certain moments it's a hard reality with which to deal. As Maya gets closer to that time when she will leave our house for her next chapter, we are finding ourselves giving her more and more freedom to make her own choices. We recognize it won't be long until we won't be there to guide her every move, and we want her to be ready for that transition. So we're letting her make more of her own decisions when we will be around to support her as she deals with the consequences of them, whether that be to celebrate the good or to help her navigate the difficult. It's why God, who does have the power and the choice when it comes to free will for us, grants us that same freedom willingly. God didn't create us to be puppets he could fully and completely control. God created us for real companionship and relationship, and therefore grants us the freedom to make our own choices and allows us to suffer the consequences of them, good, bad, or otherwise. Like any good parent, God is there when we turn to him in the midst of our celebrations and our difficulties. 
Habakkuk has turned to God in a season of incredible challenge and hardship that has been caused by his people's faithlessness. Habakkuk is learning the hard truth that God is going to let the people of Israel suffer the consequences of their choices, even as they come at the hands of the evil and corrupt Babylonians. Yet what we learn about God today is that like any good parent, God does not give up on his children. God holds onto the dream God has for us and invites us to hold on to that dream as well. Habakkuk has been waiting in his watchtower for a response from God to his complaint. He's been scanning the horizon, leaning in to see, to hear what God would say. Finally, God responds, telling him that he has a vision, a vision of what should be, what will be. A vision that he is going to give to Habakkuk and that he wants Habakkuk to share. Habakkuk is to write it out, to make it big enough, plain enough that it can be seen on the run. Or as some scholars interpret the Hebrew text, so that he can run with it, sharing the vision with the people far and wide. Today's question is when? And it's a question connected to the vision. When will the vision come to pass? When will the people stop suffering the consequences of their sin? When will the dream come true? Habakkuk wonders, when will the promised justice be fulfilled and the kingdom of Israel restored? We as Christians today ask a similar question that has been brought in to include not just the kingdom of Israel, but us all. When will the kingdom come? When will the kingdom that Jesus announced and preached about, the kingdom that Jesus promised and enacted, when will it be fully established on this earth? When? I have walked with many a parent who bears the weight of this question on their own heart as they struggle to watch their children suffer the consequences of their choices or someone else's or simply the broken reality of this world while still holding on to the dreams they have for them. I would imagine it's a question on God's heart as well. For God has given us children the freedom. God has chosen to let us play a part. And so we hold at least a piece of the answer to our question in our own hearts, in our own hands. The last line of our text today is the most famous of Habakkuk's entire book. For the Apostle Paul quotes it in not just one, but two of his letters found in the New Testament. But the righteous will live by his faith. Or as we heard it today, but the person in right standing before God through loyal and steady believing is fully alive. Really alive. So this is one of those places when I'm going to invite you to indulge my inner biblical language grammar nerd for just a minute. Sorry, not sorry. 
We'll count it as good preparation for everyone as they are heading back to school, maybe. So in the Hebrew, it isn't clear to whom the faith or faithfulness belongs in this sentence of Scripture. Just like in the English language, it's a third-person masculine singular pronoun, which can be translated both as his or as its. And in this particular verse, could be referring to the righteous person, as it's been translated, but the righteous will by his faith. But scholars also point out that it could be referring to the vision that has been the subject of God's entire message to Habakkuk. Shifting the meaning to the righteous will live by its faithfulness. The faithfulness of God's vision, which of course is born out of the faithfulness of God. I kind of love the ambiguity here because it feels purposeful, right on point. Both translations feel true. Our faith and the faithfulness of the vision, the faithfulness of our God, God has made it clear that all of these things are needed as we all await together the answer to the question, when? When? When will the kingdom come? When will God's dream for us, God's children, be realized? When will the dreams for our children come true? When will the world be as it should be? When will the kingdom come? When? God tells us this vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time. And so we wait. And we try for that waiting to be a faithful one. We seek to trust God's faithfulness, to trust the vision, to live faithfully as we wait, which means to live relying on God, seeking to serve God, and God's vision for our lives and our world as we do. When? When will the kingdom come? When will God's dreams come true? Y'all, it aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. It does not lie. And if it seems slow, just keep on faithfully actively waiting for it is on its way it will come right on time amen